This podcast is produced by EnergeticCity.ca, your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To support local news and this podcast, go to EnergeticCity.ca slash join to find out more. Hello, uh, welcome back to Voices of the Peace. My name is Ted Sloan and I'm your host. And this podcast is all about finding out the stories of Fort St. John and the area. Sometimes you drive down the city and you go, how'd that get there? Or you hear something, you go, how did that come about? And so my job is to go find those people and find those stories. We couldn't do this without the support of our sponsors. Thank you to Urban Systems and Blue Wave Energy. And today our first guest is somebody who is busier than I am. Uh, when I was researching questions to ask this gentleman, I find out that he lives in many different worlds, doing many different things, and he still, when I asked him, said, hey, can you come on to this podcast? He right away answered back and said, for sure. So I'm, I'm quite excited and, and quite happy and quite humbled that our first uh, uh, guest this season is Craig Brooks. So we'll talk to him in a second, but welcome to Voices of the Peace. First and foremost, thanks for coming in today. How are you today? Great. Thanks for having me. Great. Well, I have a ton of questions. Uh, the first thing I want to know, though, uh, I was reading, I was, there's a lot about you on the internet that's very fun. And one of them is, is that uh, you started playing the piano years ago, and then it said that you've played with the likes of people like Bon Jovi, Kim Mitchell. So I want to know how a kid from Fort St. John ends up on those kind of stages. What's, uh, how, did, how did you do it? It's a huge question, but it was, uh, it's really um, very simple. And it's what I tell people all the time. Um, I, I really just got thrown into the music industry by my parents by mistake. I was approximately 11 and a bunch of boxes showed up at Christmas time. And when I opened them, they were drums and I had never asked for drums. I had never alluded to the fact that I wanted to play the drums. So it was kind of a surprise. And, um, so I set them up and they sat in our front room for quite some time and uh, for about a couple of years. And then because I had a drum kit, these people approached me, some friends of mine, and, you know, we want to get in a band. I said, okay, I'll play guitar because I also play guitar. And they said, well, you can't because you know, we all got guitars and you're the only guy with a drum kit. So I said, okay, I lose. And uh, so I started playing. And so in the, <laughs> for the quest for some context, because we lived in the middle of nowhere and a long ways from any rock bands or any a lot of music or you know maybe there was music playing in bars i suppose of course we couldn't get to bars mm -hmm. uh, i wasn't even going to school dances hardly yet i mean it was in grade eight uh so i just went to the library and there was a book called how to form a rock band that's the best i wish i still had it <laughs> it was amazing and it was a british book so i didn't i didn't sign out stole it because i realized i was going to need it for quite some time i did bring it back though at the end well, of the that's year okay good yeah. i was wondering if the principal's still out there uh and it just told us basically what to do and so one of the things was we had to practice 20 hours or 25 some hours a week which meant that every day after school they would come to my house we would rehearse every weekend we spent the entire weekend rehearsing at our house my mother would make us breakfast in the morning we'd sleep over and we would we would rehearse all day all weekend and then every day after school till dinner time sometimes after dinner till nine ten o'clock and we would we we met this standard um then we decided to go on the road and due to the lack of lack of once again context or the lack of input of what was going on we weren't doing what everybody else was doing we didn't know what the normal thing was so when we showed up we were quite different um we were you know we had influences like queen and uh, the police and and oh um, and of course canadian bands like kim mitchell a very orchestrated and musically um, challenging pieces of work, Saga, Rush. So we're doing all this stuff. And at first we weren't going over very well because we weren't playing um, old time rock and roll and we weren't playing all the stuff that the lower mainland and the Alberta bar bands were playing. But that soon took over and we just became very, very popular. And we were, we were miles ahead of a lot of the acts in our performance level. Uh, in our work ethic, um, it was us against, we didn't know anybody. We didn't have anywhere to live. So we just lived together and we lived in hotels our entire life, like for 
eight years or seven to eight years it was just us 50 weeks a year on the road and you get good and then we of course we were in the vancouver rock scene and that was when everything was going on there acdc bon jovi white snake everybody was there so us playing these a clubs we just ended up with them you know hanging out with them playing with them and uh my mother even got to meet tommy lee uh, really? one night and uh and i loved her statement it was like that tommy lee he's such a nice boy it was like i can't believe i left you alone with that man <laughs> it's uh can't imagine what might have happened um but yes everybody was there and uh, so we were part of that scene and it was it was it was an exciting time distracting though but exciting well it's you said 50 weeks a year and, and so just thinking about you, you guys were working so incredibly hard um did you ever get did, did you know that you were working so hard or was that just no that's just the life that's what we yeah chose. it was just what you do there was nothing else to do um as we got more popular distractions came along people got into other things it it was one of the reasons uh, it was one of the reasons for our demise it was just we you know got wives and lives and you know everyone get gets relationships and mm -hmm. and all of a sudden you have to start making decisions about okay we're doing this or are we doing this and now it's not one for all it's this is a part of your life this is a part of your life and and truly for um, uh, certainly in the initial stages of this uh, pursuit you have to be I would say someone says musicians are narcissistic and and yes they there you have there has to be something a part of your day and a part of your week and a part of your year where you're the most important you have to be the mo most important thing it's the reason Phil Collins has been divorced five times <laughs> you know and, and he's not I don't think he's that bad of a guy but it all looks very attractive and it all looks very romantic but the bottom line is the music has to come first or else because um, there's somebody out there that it, it is first for them so yeah well I, okay I was gonna ask it, it was interesting when you said that um, you guys didn't know any different you came from here my question was, was did coming from Fort St. John or coming from this area did that really did that change how you did music or did that really affect like your your work ethic i found moving away from the city was really interesting because i grew up with a lot of people who worked on farms and things their work ethic is second to none yep. it could be 2 a.m if something needs to be done it's needing to be done um so you guys had an amazing work ethic and not saying that's the only thing but how did being from fort st john affect your life in the music industry once again we we didn't have the material we didn't see as much uh, you know, there wasn't what we have now. I, mean, I remember being on the road when MTV came out. It's like, okay, these are, band, these are bands we can model ourselves after. So wait, you, know? you, you're not yeah. old, but like, yes, yeah, I you, am. Yeah. Well, no, when trust you, me. Did you guys? Uh, MTV was not out when we started and it, and we were on the road and it's like, guys, look at this channel. It's nothing but music. And then we started watching that. And of course those are all international acts. So we're just we're just weighing ourselves to these, this international level, as opposed to trying to compete with a bunch of club bands from a place like Vancouver or Calgary or Edmonton, right? Cause that that's, you would have bands to look at and stuff. There yeah. wasn't very many bands in Fort St. John, certainly none that were at the time. Now, since we've done this, many bands and many artists have gone on and done, you know, while we were doing this, someone like Tom Cole was also out there pursuing the country role. Mm -hmm. uh, we didn't, I didn't know Tom. And, and so we weren't, uh, we weren't collaborating or communicating with each other. You were very cellular and doing your own thing. And oddly enough, I thought I was working hard. Uh, and, and we, everybody does, everybody thinks they're doing their best. <laughs> That's just human nature. Um, but when I came back after the whole thing crumbled and I went to work in the oil and gas industry, then I realized what hard work was. <laughs> and uh, I, I, that, that was a, quite a revelation. And, and now when I'm pursuing my musical endeavors, I'm a harder worker now than I was when I started for sure. Cause I do understand, I do understand the definition of hard work uh, and this part of the world personifies that almost every single day i mean when you look at it it's it people when you tell people your schedules back when i was working uh, in the patch in the field and they were just aghast they went how could you do that and they said because that's what it takes right so um uh i think that uh i've actually it's almost come full circle where now the my my experience in the oil and gas industry has has brought me to a higher level of um 
accountability and uh, and the ability to really apply myself even more so in my music. So, well, I, I, would, I would say that was one of my questions: is how does uh, working in the oil and gas industry affect your music, and does it, does it go the other way? Does your music affect how you work uh, out in the industry? Does the, do the two kind of feed, or is it? Are you able to keep the world separate? Do you want to keep the world separate? They're very separate. Yeah, um, I don't. I I try not to share too much of my musical personality in my work. Um, it just, it just, they, I don't know. I just, I feel that I have to be a certain type of person when I'm performing and I don't want to be that all the time because <laughs> that would be exhausting for everybody, <laughs> including me. Uh, so there is a bit of a persona. There's a reason that, that my, you know, the title on my songs are CC Brooks and not Craig Brooks hmm. is because when I'm playing, I perform as CC Brooks. Um, and when I, and then when I'm done that, all that gets put in a closet. And then I, you know, I get up in the morning, have a coffee and I go to work and I, and I do my job as Craig Brooks for whoever is I'm working for. And, uh, and I try to, I do try to keep them separate for sure. That's, I applaud you that. That sounds like, well, it sounds like you are very organized, which is something I'm working on every day. So. <laughs> Um, okay, well, a question then. When you said you had these boxes show up um, at your house, I, how did you get good at the drums? Like, if you had never played or, or were more interested in the guitar or piano? Or... I wasn't really good at the drums. I was just the only guy that played them. Mm -hmm. So how I got good was the same way as how the band got good. When we got our first record deal with BMG, with um, another band after Simon Chaos had quit, we'd started another band called Giant, which... We are actually, yeah, which we found out was actually a band called Giant. We don't own the name. So they bought the name off us and we used that money to start our new album. And then we uh, got a new band name called Point of Power uh, released through BMG in Canada and Japan for a very brief moment in time. And uh, when we were recording there, we spent three months recording and, and I was working in a music store at the same time. Uh, and I, I met a, a drum teacher that was there that I found was really, really inspiring. And he got me, he taught me how to breathe. He taught me about my posture. He taught me about um, my endurance and, and just really being intentional in how I played. So over the period of that time, I just played every day in the studio because, you know, these guys are we're working night shifts and stuff and I'm, I'm still a day shift guy by this time I'd already had my daughter was born and you know I, I I had other things going on so yeah I just I just worked at it um, day in and day out for about six months and then I got on the road and I would have practice kits and I, I just played I just and when I was at the music store all day long I just played I just sat there with a pad and I played and played and played and played and then all of a sudden something happened and I was completely in control. That comes and goes now because I don't play as much. Uh, but when we uh, got together with Simon Chaos this summer, I had a, you know four months to get ready. And it took me four months to get physically prepared to play that music because once again, <laughs> this is not old time rock and roll. This was Saga. This is Rush. This is this is pretty complex stuff um, and and hard drumming uh, like interesting drumming because those are songs that we picked to play so I had to build that stamina up again uh, and I mean I never I never got back to where I was but there is certainly some muscle memory and and, and something that comes along with that 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 you just you just keep and it and it stays with you forever it seems like and especially if you put yourself in a situation where you're on a stage there's something that happens to all musicians uh certainly maybe not all musicians but to entertainers and there are two different those are two different things uh when you when you when you get on a stage you all of a sudden you it's time and you something happens the endorphins or the adrenaline cuts in and and you just you just do it well that's i think it's something you brought out that was really important for people to know is is it took you so like being a, a musician being on stage um and i like how you also said oh you know there's a difference here and there but it's a lot of work to be a drummer it's a lot of work to be on stage and to have that endurance um, and i don't think sometimes when people look at that go oh that's a great song going that is physically a marathon what they're doing on that oh. song 
Yeah, and uh, when you look at the the guys that are out there doing this, uh, like um, you know, like we just mentioned, the Rolling Stones, we mentioned Willie Nelson. I mean, these guys are still getting up there every night, and they're doing this, and I I applaud them for that because uh, I've I've noticed I've noticed that it um, it is getting harder, and some of my friends that are very well known in the industry, that uh, drummers especially that are in in heavy metal bands that have been you know playing all these years it is taking its toll um you know look at and guitar players the same thing i mean there is there is there is a, such a thing as too much a playing and uh, being able to to maintain that and keep that is very key to me um people ask you know if you you know what what would happen if you couldn't you know if you couldn't talk or you couldn't see or you couldn't hear you know, what what sense would be the one thing you would be lost without and certainly the thought of not being able to play would uh you know that would diminish my life by quite a bit i would have to retool my uh, existence because it's such a it's such a big part of my life right so just thinking of like of uh, of the def leopard uh drummer you must have an appreciation for musicians who who get something happen to them and then they do have to pivot or that you yeah. would know more than more going oh man Keith Urban can't sing for six months that would be devastating absolutely um, you know somebody um when you look at somebody like Linda Ronstadt who lost her voice she can't sing anymore and she's one of the most beautiful singers of her time and that would that'd be a crusher man like it would it would be tough so I'm I'm very thankful for every time I get a chance to play and every time that that um, somebody wants to hear my songs. Um, it's never lost on me. Uh, doesn't matter if I'm, I got back, uh, we just got back for uh, my birthday in Nashville and, and uh, got a chance to do some really interesting things there. But one of the greatest things I did the other day was I went to my old friend's house last weekend and we went and sat around the fire and there's some other players there and we all took turns playing songs and had some percussion and some drinks. And, and uh, I was just, I was so I woke up the next morning I was still giddy it was just like this is ah this is such an honor it's just such an honor to play and and um to to have the ability is uh and and to continue to do it and have a circle of friends that that are so supportive uh and to have a music community that's so supportive uh of what we do um very very lucky very lucky indeed and I I do not take it for granted that's for sure well, speaking of lucky, and, and you also mentioned the word thankful there, something like I remember growing up and uh, when I started really becoming aware of music, Dear John had just, oh. you'd done your, your big release party and it was exciting because I was also going, I'm from Fort St. John and this is a big event and then I, I watched you guys track a few places um, and so I was always thankful that growing up I knew... I knew that I would never go into music, but I went to, into the professional acting world, but I also watched you, someone from here, be a professional, um, which is neat. I looked up to you that way. So my, my question is, is um, for young, do, well, do you have any advice for young people from this town? Or secondly, um, how have you, have you watched? Hmm. Let me let me phrase it. Do you have any advice? Let's start with that one for young <laughs> musicians coming up. Because I wanted to say thank you because Yo, you helped pave the way that no, way. That's, that's really nice. Um, well, as we know, my, my son is a professional musician now, so he I guess he would categorize as a young musician in my eyes. So he's in his mid twenties, and uh, I think I think once again, it's the work. You you have to want you have to want to do the work. It has to be a priority. You have to realize that there will be a cost. Uh, there always is. That's why the earth doesn't tip over on its axis is that the world that life is balance um so believe me anybody that has received great great success has paid a great great price um it it just it just seems that no matter you know sometimes it might not look like it you'll see somebody's like that would be have questionable talent let's say for some reason has become extremely successful but that will catch up to them because with without it actually being there for real it will finally it will catch up to you and, and it will be taken away um there are people you know like i said i use phil collins as an example i think 47 million dollars in alimony so far and counting because he's got another girl that's taking him down the river right now and you know he's elderly and stuff but but he's he's paid a price for that um so i i do remind young musicians that uh, there is uh, I would say that uh, 
I would say that um, uh, rich and famous is always what you know people look for. Rich is the prize, and fame is the price. Because um, because not many people don't get tired being famous. It it takes a toll. Uh, so that would be one thing. Um, the other thing is that at this time more than ever, you can do it yourself. Um, nobody's coming to save you. Nobody is, nobody is showing up at your door to sign a contract and putting you in a limo or taking you in a jet and making you a rock star. Those were things that happened a long, long time ago. It was one of the demises of our band is many, many of the people in our band um, were under that impression that the people that were um, working with us were there to help us. And the reason they were there is they were there because we were making them money. And the moment we stopped making the money, they had little or no interest in anything we were doing. And that's that's just fair. I mean, why would they really, unless it's your mom or dad? Like, no, they do not care. What they do care about is that you can be a part of something that can help them benefit. And you do need those people. Um, you do need a team. And so you're going to have to t decide who that team's going to be. And you do your very best, your very best to pick the the group that will will look out for your best interests while they're looking out for theirs, hopefully equally, mm -hmm. and, you know, would be the best you could ask for. Um, and like I said, before we started, the music business is full of gangsters, robbers, whores, thieves, and no good underbelly snakes that are out there to rob you of your soul. And then there's a bad side. <laughs> so yes, it's a really crummy industry. It can be, but you can be in control of a lot of it. And um, I see Chase the Bear, my yeah. son's band, as being an example. They are out there. They are doing the videos, self-producing the videos. They are self-promoting. Yes, they are Sound 604, and that's great. And everyone goes, oh, that's Chad Kruger's record label. And they go, yes, it is. Um, but that record label is looking to see what those guys are going to do. And they are going to proportionately invest their time and energy as they see that band putting that out so uh, you know just that idea that that it is it's totally in your control so that means you're going to have to do it all until it gets so big that you can't and when that time comes you'll it'll be identifiable and it'll be very clear and there will be people that'll go now there's enough there's enough room in there for me to come in and we can take a part of that and uh and and but just picking those people is very key because you will you know they they are um they are part of your life for that that scope of time and whenever you do a musical project i i equate it to a rock throwing it in the water so you're building this project and you've got your songs and you've got your look and you've got your message or whatever you're trying to do whatever you're trying to do as an artist so what you get to do is every now and then you get to throw a, a rock in the water and it's going to make a splash because you're going to promote it and you're going to do this. But then that splash, those ripples will fade and you got to go get another rock. So if it's your first rock, make it a big one. Patience. There's lots of time. A lot of people are, you know, my son's in the mid twenties. Some of the guys might be just 30. It's like, they're going, Oh my God. You know, I thought back then I'm 30 and I haven't got a record deal. Like I've failed. You know, it's too bad. I felt that way but it's not true it is better to wait and and have a big rock than throwing a bunch of little ones and making a bunch of noise then people just get tired of it and they're going it's 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 a distraction more than an event right mm -hmm. you, you spoke of dear john we we took some time to do that and we got the biggest rock we could and we threw it in and we did make some ripples and we did make some waves we just stopped making rocks so <laughs> Yeah. Well, so you've, you've talked about right before we went on air, just about how, you know, life takes lots of turns and things like that. And so sometimes you have the opportunity to make that big rock and sometimes yeah. you have to make that opportunity. And sometimes you have to look at it and go, I'm going to choose this path instead of this path. Um, and it, it's interesting you're, when you're talking about your son, um, listening to you talk, you've, you've had so much experience in the, in the record industry and you're a dad and you also, you have all this, was it really, what was it like when your son looked at you and said, I'm going to be a musician. Was it both exciting and nerve wracking or was it terrifying? Or? He, he didn't tell me he was going to be a musician. Okay. He, uh, he showed me, uh, I was driving past the Lido theater and there was a picture of him standing on a snowbank doing the captain Morgan on a ukulele. <laughs> mm -hmm. And, uh, I was going, 
And I went home to my wife and I said, Connor's playing at the Lido. And we'd heard him, um, he'd play some ukulele songs. He, 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 he wrote his first song when he was about 11. I think it was called I Like Pie. <laughs> amazing, amazing track. Still want to hear that get on, get, get the full production level it deserves. But um, so, yeah, we, I went down and he played ukulele, played some guitar, and he played some piano because I did the same thing I did to my son as my dad did to me. I made him play piano. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was like, wow. And, and he'd been doing this in the basement quietly just doing it um i never really gave him a drum lesson there was a set of drums in the basement and he played them um and he he made the choice completely on his own i had i had i can honestly say i had little this you know despite osmosis which if you look at if you look at tire wood's son charlie he shot a 63 the other day he's 12 years old there's you know okay something has to do with hanging around with tiger woods i mean i probably live with tiger woods my i'd be shooting a better game too yeah so yes being around me seeing that this is what happens this is regular this is how much you play this is how much it is a part of your life probably i would say equated to him being doing what he's doing so uh that that but it was not intentional and, he, and it certainly wasn't informed and I joke about it a lot because of course uh, I took my kick at the cat uh, when I was his age and, and, I, and I came back here and I always told him I said well you, good for you son you're going to make an excellent pipeliner someday <laughs> Oh, the two of you must have some great conversations. <laughs> well, we're 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 truly. Uh, I think we're truly in love with the fact that we're both musicians, and we. Um, I did a show with him during COVID at our house. Yeah. And uh, CN put on, and that was a blast. Of course, you can always count on Connor not to disappoint. He shows up. He's got pink hair. He's you know this man no, and this man understands the medium like he really does and uh and uh, we just had the best time and we still do um i i'm in conversation with him daily one of my favorite things to do is get up early in the morning because i realize i'm a morning guy and he's a musician so he's a vampire mm -hmm. and that's that's great so i'll find something really cool some really great drum lick or some great drummer that's doing something really super and i'll just say uh this guy's practicing what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Andrea is always saying, you know, you, you be a little more supportive. I said, you know, you be a little more, you know, um, positive. And I'm going, ah, he's got lots of that. <laughs> There's lots of people telling him how good he is. Uh, I just got to, you know, I got to keep, I got to keep him sharp. And uh, we really enjoy, I'm, I'm really enjoying watching this happen for him. And, and he enjoys watching my journey, you know, and I, I, I sent him uh, videos of us in the studio a few weeks ago, working with these great players. Um, you know, I'm just dying to name drop these guys because uh, I didn't pick them, but my producer did. And, and uh, I don't have their names on me right now, but it's the keyboard player from Brooks and Dunn and the guitar player from Alabama. And these guys are all playing in this room. And I'm just going, well, if there's any problem with these songs, it's going to be me, <laughs> you know, because everything else was on point. Right. And I'm sending this to Connor and he's like, you know, checking it out. And so, yeah, it's a, we're, we're on the journey together in, yeah. in different ways. And it's really fun. This is and, and I'll try and, and so when I became a teacher, um, my dad was a teacher for, for forever. And it was neat because it, our relationship slightly changed in the sense that he's still my dad. I look up to him, he's my dad, but we started talking as peers, not peers, but like I understood his life a little bit better. He started understanding me a little better. It was neat when that just shifted because yeah, he would do the same thing. I remember um, I was swamped one day and I said, hey dad, I need an English lesson. And he just pulled out the teacher and he went, well, what do you think you're going to do? And I was like, no, I just need you to give me something. And he said, no, 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 no. I'm the teacher. So it sounds like you and your son have a neat thing in that going. You, you, you know a little bit about the industry, so you can help him in your way. And it's a, it's a neat, it's a neat next step in your relationship. Well, I certainly know the, the play I, I can, I literally know to the minute the mistakes I made. I, I, I stopped working hard. I started believing that I was special and, uh, yeah, I, I lost my focus and, uh, and I let other people uh, dictate my life and I let other people manage my career that were not interested in my well-being and, uh, and I thought they were. So I saw all those things um, those happen. Uh, I also gave up too soon. I, I got scared and I, I did feel like I, it should have happened already and 
I was 31 and I literally thought, oh, well, I've, I've, I've failed. I, I'm, I gave it a shot. I may as well get on with it. Many of the people that are in that band now are still playing and, uh, and are having a rewarding life as musicians. Um, I am too. I just did it in a, I just took a, I just took a little break and, uh, and now I'm in it just about as much as I ever have been. And when I do things, I do them for real. And, uh, and I, and I'm, 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 I'm back in the music industry, but it's just my industry. It's, it's my personal journey. And, uh, and I, I have no outcome in mind. I, I'm honored to be able to play and, and as long as I'm able to do that and still create and God forbid, I, I, can keep coming up with uh, I don't stop coming up with song ideas uh, then then I'm winning um, that's the win everything else is whatever right well okay that's, I was gonna ask when it comes to singing and, and you've talked about being in the studio with some amazing musicians and, and songs and getting to sit with friends around a, a fire could you say hey these are some of my favorite parts of the of the the whole process or is it just the whole thing is my favorite thing being in it's my favorite thing being a part of it if you go that's that's why we we move that's why well we didn't move to nashville um i i uh, the bank owns a house in nashville and they let me stay there <laughs> and i really appreciate that by the way rbc thank you very much uh but that was one of the reasons that my wife uh decided and she did decide it really wasn't me that we should have a place there when you go to some place like that where I guarantee you everybody that's there any uber driver anybody that's serving you french fries anybody that's cutting brisket at a, at a at a smoke place almost everybody is involved in the music business in one way or another and uh it's it's just it's just great it's just great to be in it it's uh um i love the writing part of it i love the performing i love the recording side of it um I'm, I'm working with a really talented producer in Fort St. John. He's this best kept secret. His name's Walker Tompkins. And he's doing these amazing things internationally with people. And he's doing it all out of his home uh, out on the Hudson Hope Road. Um, he's a single dad. He's got these amazing songs. He works with me on my songs. So I have that as an outlet. I also have a group of people in Nashville that I'm now working with that are, that are very, um, very attuned to the industry have been doing it all their lives and so uh and there's a group of people down there i have venues that i can play when i go there that's the wonderful thing about nashville is as long as you write your own stuff you can go anywhere anytime any night of the week you can find a place you can put your name down and you get to sing two songs that must and be incredible it's well it's you know to certainly my bucket list thing was to play the bluebird cafe because everybody had talked about it and I've, I've played there twice since then and to be very clear not because I was asked and not because anybody knows who I am I'm that it is not how this works I phoned up at 1130 and I got my name on the list and then I lined up at 630 and I sat there and I waited for them to call my name and I got up and played a song so uh, but that's how everybody else did it too that's how Garth Brooks does it and that's how Trisha Yearwood did it and that's how it all happens there and to be sitting in that room and to be sitting on that stage and and to not completely blow it was uh was an honor and and to have people down there that can come and play with me uh once again it's just wow it doesn't get any better than this I can go down there for two weeks and it literally will keep my fuel tank right to the top almost till the time I return Mm -hmm. It just gets me just fired up. I've got a bunch of new songs on the go right now. I'll be working on them all this winter and then we'll be back there and we'll do it all again. And uh, like I say, no outcome in mind. I'm just, I'm doing it. And uh, and that that alone is, is something that you should never take for it. And anybody that plays an instrument, anybody that has, a, has, has the guts to, to paint, to put a painting on a wall and show it to somebody to 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 even sing just sing a song of somebody else's that takes an amazing amount of of of, of bravery um i mean you're an actor you know like to go out there and to act i've always said that would be something the only thing i'm more scared of is that than being a, would be a, being a stand-up comedian i would rather be a male stripper in an ice bar than be a comedian because that is probably one of the most gut-wrenching terrible things that you'd have to do so when you look at any art that you do 
I just think that it's uh, and then it's, it's such a brave thing to do. And then to be able to run into people that are like minded and then to surround yourself with those people, which is something that we do in Fort St. John here. That is something that I wouldn't say was prevalent when I was young because I didn't know them. But this is a. Uh, yeah, there's a community of very talented singers, songwriters, poets. Um, they're they're everywhere, and uh, I think that the community is is surrounded themselves with each other. And we're uh, you know uh, there's people like uh, Bruce Lawrence Productions now that are bringing songwriters in. I was just one at one the other night. Uh, at their they bring in you know people to their home and. There's about 30 people watching this a Juno nominated songwriter. I mean, literally knocked me out. It was just an incredible, incredible show. And then, you know, tonight we're down at the Legion. We're doing an open mic and, and everybody's you know, going to come down tonight. Naomi Shore is doing her, uh, her second album release uh, at the Lido. And so after this, we're all going to go down there and, and we're going to go see that. And, uh, that's uh that that's that's very special and that's and fort st john is remarkably diverse and remarkably supportive uh considering its size and considering it's not you know it, it's not uh, stratford ontario you know this isn't mm -hmm. a cultural mecca by and no one would even think it but what there is is a lot of people that had a lot of talent but for one reason or another uh like myself needed to come somewhere where they could make a living and where they could where they could own a home where the kids wouldn't be in a gang where you, you didn't have to drive an hour and a half uh, to, to to and from work where uh, you could afford to live uh, that's why I came here and I but you know and, and a lot of people probably thought oh, I'm going up here and now it's the end of my musical endeavors well everything's here the venues are here the the recording studios here the it's there's all sorts of things there's beautiful theaters here we have two mm -hmm. all on one street <laughs> you know you can you can do either one uh you know brian at the lido uh brian kirshner is so absolutely supportive of of live music in fort st john uh, thank god he bought that place off me uh, <laughs> no it's just it's 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 a real anomaly and you'll go to other towns like grand prairie prince george i've been there and and you're looking around where's the music scene and there is one there's one in every town but i think this one's pretty special well i wanted to okay so you said a lot of people come here and they might think it's the end of their music career and I, I'm, I, I'm listening and hearing the first wave of your music career. I, wave isn't right. You've always been doing it. Did you think when you came back that it was done? Like did, it, how? And my other question would be: How did how did you get back to it? I wanted it to be over. I was so sick of it. I, the only thing I did was met with lawyers and agents, and and nothing was happening. I couldn't work because I was a signed band, and and it was it was awful. It was just it was the worst experience in the music industry. You know, you got signed, and it was like, whoa. You know that is that is that is the starting point, but it certainly can. It doesn't necessarily. Uh, it is not what people think it is. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, the record company is a. Uh, record companies uh, are are banks that lend you money interest free, that you don't have to pay off if you don't make the money. That's it, and anything they put in, they take out before you get paid. Okay. So that's that's another thing that young artists should understand. Okay. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I, I really didn't want anything to do with it. Uh, I just got here. I was very, very depressed. Uh, I certainly felt that I had failed. You know, I'd attempted to do something, had not succeeded. Uh, but I was living in my parents' basement, and I was working as a pipeliner. And then I got a call from the studio that we recorded our album, and he said he was going to sue me for the entire cost of recording it oh. because I had signed this piece of paper that it said I was joint and severally responsible for the debt. And he happened to know that everybody else was broke, but he'd found out I had got a job, so he was going to he was going to sue me for one hundred and ten thousand dollars. Uh, I just put a down payment on a house actually, and I was waiting to move into it, so he would have had every legal right to take it oh. so i uh, i offered him my drum kit which was a custom-made set of aots that i had personally put together it's worth about ten thousand dollars and the low down piece of crap actually took it so i had to pack it all up and i sent it on the bus to him and that was a sad day yeah that, that was be... a sad day so that was about as low as i got as far as not wanting to play and then i met randy uh i'd known randy geek previously and i came for a barbecue and he had his guitar and well, we should, you know, we should get together and play some songs. And 
okay. And then, oh, we should write some songs. Okay. We should go to Nashville and record an album. Okay. Uh, we should go, I should build a custom-made set of drums that looks like a tractor and does all these fun stuff. Yeah, we'll do that. Let's release some songs in Canada. Sure. You know, and it, <laughs> ooh, and it just started to tumbleweed again. And let's go back to Nashville, do another album. Okay. And and uh, got that all wrapped up and that went its course. It went as far as it could without us actually, I mean, really what had happened is it, it got so successful that we either, we had to start doing it all the time, which obviously we couldn't, right? We, 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 we had jobs, we had, you know, Randy, it's, you know, 200 companies he had to run. You know? uh, so that wasn't gonna work. So that, you know, that kind of withered and I'm still very proud of that. And then I thought, well, now what? And so I said, well, I'm just gonna start playing guitar and singing. And um, yeah, that was a rough start. Oof, I wasn't good at all. And then I, I, I just started doing that. I started writing more. Um, I met up with a producer in Vancouver that I was very fond of. And we started uh, creating, uh, creating content. And that's just really the track I've been on. And then the Nashville thing came to fruition. And, and so, you know, we just were kind of back and forth between those two places. And, and uh, I do it as, absolutely as much as I can and when and God willing I will I will re retain the ability uh, and the focus so that when I can retire that that's what I will do we'll see well thank you and also like thank you because because it's again it's neat for me to hear especially I have a lot of young students who are like how do I do this music thing and a lot of them think well, I, I can't do it here. And there's truth to that and there's not. I, it's, it's interesting when I tell young actors in this town because they go like, can I stay here and act? And part of me says, I love that, but you got to leave to learn yeah. and then you then you come back and, and teach. Um, but it's, it's exciting to hear that someone who has a love of music, who has, um, who has a drive, can find people around the city and go, can, I, can you help me? Or, or can I just be around like-minded people? Yeah. And then also have the opportunity to go and go oh my gosh i'm now in vancouver playing oh my gosh i'm now in nashville playing like it it seems like we well and you were part of that you've helped to to and they've helped you create a, a musical community up here that fosters and grows young people and that's well there's also a community i have there's a community in vancouver there's a community in calgary mm -hmm. um there's a, there's these communities of people um i work as a drummer in another band that's kind of a corporate rock thing and and there are a bunch of guys that i've known from the 80s and now we do gigs and <laughs> and and so you know i'm doing one of those october 22nd in Kelowna, and and then i'll get a call and we'll go to calgary and we'll do a show and so I get to do that. Um, the, the the guys in Simon Chaos are, are are talking about maybe we should do another show somewhere, and so that's kind of going on. So there's a lot of you know there's a lot of different things. Me and Walker Tompkins are working together now, and I'm playing I'm playing percussion and eventually drums for him because it's time for him to go out and show the world exactly how good these songs are. And so that's that's going to be a an exciting um, uh, interesting thing. Uh, there's a possibility I'll be opening up for JJ Shiplett in the in the fall here uh, at a show that I heard about the other day. His management called me, and I I tend to be his opening act because we're kind of we get along pretty good. So uh, I think two years ago I did one for him, and I think we might do that again. So uh, uh, then there's talk about the uh, F, the county fair next year. Mm -hmm. I might I might put a band in there in front front something there. You know, so yeah, there's there's a lot going on at, at all times, and it's just it feeds it feeds the creative juices for sure. How how small or how big is the music industry? Like it, it seems like there it's small in some ways and massive in other ways. It's it's very um, your you don't you, the part that you're involved in doesn't have to be that big, and it can still be very very lucrative, and you can be very successful. There's there's avenues. Uh, one of the things that I did with Connor, uh, and he agreed to it, was we put him into uh, Nimbus Music School. And not the engineering or the production side, but the business side. We said, I need you to go to school for this, because it is the music business. Um, being a musician's great. It doesn't pay squat if you don't know how. And I'm I'm living proof of it. I'm the worst promoter of my music of anybody. I I just don't get around to it. I I've got my I've got all my songs on Reverb Nation. I've got some stuff splattered out in Spotify. There's a couple of tunes on iTunes. I you know 
there's people that are doing this that are organized that are just like me that are actually making a pretty good penny and and paying for their ability to keep recording and keep promoting songs and paying for their ability to travel and go to to um, industry events which are very important to attend because that's where you once again get with the people that are making these decisions so you you know it isn't that big of an industry um it doesn't have to be that big for you to get your chunk of it uh you just have to you have to go out there and you have to learn that side of it so that is certainly um that's an area where you know i i have a day job it pays for me to do these things but there's plenty of people that are playing music that you wouldn't even have heard of that are making tens and hundreds of thousands of dollars a year uh through streaming and through other avenues um, the music business has changed. It's not what it used to be. Um, you know, so knowing what it is and knowing how to access those opportunities uh, and knowing what to spend your time on is, is something very key to, to, key to know. Uh, once again, I'm so thrilled just to do it. I don't tend to, I don't tend to focus that on, on that enough. And it's the reason short of the fact that they're still not really great songs uh it's one of the reasons you know that i'm not making much money doing it but i could make more if i just focused on it so it's it's out there for sure and then there's the whole international thing but keeping in mind like with youtube and tiktok and all these things um these you know these are pennies these are pennies in a wishing well they are lottery tickets and yeah you can buy a lot of them but if all of a sudden one of them hits um a, you know a great example would be chase the bear once again 130,000 hits on their video in one week that's a good start and then all of a sudden we hear that uh underwater is playing as one of the songs for the vancouver canucks when they score a goal now the only joke i said is too bad it wasn't a team that scored more goals but <laughs> but i'm not a canucks fan so go preds uh but uh in there yeah and they're terrible too so uh but you know the fact that that happened you know those things those things are that's when those lottery tickets you know maybe you didn't get the million dollar ticket but hey you got another ticket mm -hmm. or yeah you, you got yourself 300 you can buy 300 more tickets those are those little steps and they just keep gunning you know and you know every time you get to play somewhere every time you get to do a show you know every time it's it's another chance for more people to 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 get you to to feel you and that's that's that connection you get i mean i don't like i don't know who you're listening to right now but i'm listening to uh, lucas nelson uh willie's son just amazing stuff we saw him at the ryman about two years ago took my breath away i listen to him every day uh laurie mckenna this amazing songwriter just saw her a few weeks ago happened she happened to be in town uh, these are people people go who what huh and and i'm going but you know the music industry everybody's out there making it it's not like the record company has you buy the neck you can go out there and create content and you can get it out to the world and it can it, and it can it can make a real difference so yeah um long story along uh the music industry is small uh is very is is vast but you you within your little world can make a big splash uh, by 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 just getting out there and and hammering at it you'd be surprised man if it, and if it's good good music good music good craft will get attention people still you know people still know what a well-written a well-written song will grab people's attention and they will capture capture people's imagination and they will they will you know they will grab onto that and they will keep it as part of their lives well that's when you were talking about watching people and that that's what i've noticed up here i've got to go i'm there's a lot of local music if you're looking for it, and live music things and just oh. you're right it goes oh my gosh that was a great lyric all this it's uh yeah there's a lot of musicians uh, who pass through this city as well who are fantastic it's it's yeah when you hear a good song it just stays with you for a long time absolutely and there's um somebody nobody knows probably anything about deborah butler traditional country singer deborah's you know probably around my age and so just young just getting started <laughs> mm -hmm. you know all just, ah. and she's amazing and uh you know she plays she she does an open mic in elder at rose prairie uh and she comes and plays at mine and we always meet each other at these at these events and she'll sit down and play and every time i hear her sing a song i, I just 
I just want her to sing another one for me. Tom Cole, absolutely another one. I just go, you know, you've been doing it as long as I have. You continue to create. You, you, you know, it's just, it's a pleasure to watch Tom and his team. And he's got a group around him. You know, he's got, uh, he's got the cowboy poetry going on and he's got all these, and, and he's got himself a little bit of a posse and they're all together, right? And, mm -hmm. then, and then there's another group out there with, with Naomi and the Rose Prairie Romance and they've got their group and, 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 but all these groups, you know, they're not gangs, you know, they don't come across town and try to steal the songs. <laughs> no, they're, they're going, Hey, you're doing something. We're there for you. Yes. And then you're doing something. We're there for you. Everyone's always sharing my stuff. You know, n there's no competition here. Um, everybody wins. Everybody wins. Um, uh, I've always said there's not enough to go around there's either not enough to go around or so much it doesn't matter so really somebody else's success does not diminish from your ability somebody else's good song doesn't mean your good song is not going to receive the attention it deserves it's so it's not a competitive um, sport it's a, it's a collaborative sport and the more that you do that uh, the richer the richer the experience is that's yeah I really I've really enjoyed learning, getting older and learning, going, oh, you're not a threat to me. You, you're a positive collaborator and I can just sit and enjoy your work. And yeah. that's your, your, you could be an inspiration to me. Absolutely. Well, uh, we are getting to the end of our time. So I wanted to say thank you. you. You mentioned that you're not a good promoter of your own stuff, but if I wanted to find your stuff. <laughs> if you absolutely wanted to spend the time, uh, most of my stuff I put on something called Reverb Nation okay. under, under CC Brooks. Um, and that's, uh, it's cheap and, uh, and, uh, they've been very supportive of my songs. Uh, there's another one called, uh, number one music NM one that I put some stuff on there and some of my songs have got a lot of play on there, uh, tens, tens of thousands. Wow. So I, I like to put my stuff on there. Um, I've got a few songs on Spotify. I'm going to get my. Uh, ducks in a row as as it were this winter i think and um get some help from somebody i, I think i'm gonna i'm gonna get walker involved and he can kind of hold my hand to get things uh, make it a little more accessible you know i give all of it's free um i think you can pay if you want uh, 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 jerry adolph is a drummer for chilliwack and he's got the greatest line he says i've been in the business for over 50 years and i've literally made hundreds of dollars <laughs> and uh and so you know i'm i'm just happy if people if people would download it and play it um at sunday coffee i'd i'd be absolutely thrilled but yes cc brooks reverb nation is a great way way to find the majority of my stuff um or or you can just uh, get a hold of me on facebook i'll send it to you direct I, or i'll just come to your house and play it for you i don't you know I just, uh, all sorts of ways we can do it yeah awesome. Well, thank you so much, sir. Have a great day and good luck with uh, your open mic at the Legion. I hope it goes well. Uh, looking forward to it. Thanks for your time. Thank you. And thank you, listeners at home. This has been fantastic. Uh, thanks to CC Brooks, Craig Brooks, for showing up. And look up his stuff. Also, if you're out there and you are looking, look for Chase the Bear. It's amazing to have locals musicians go out into the world. And uh, if we can support them, it's a great thing to do. Thanks for watching at home. Have a great day. We'll talk to you later. Thanks for listening to this energeticcity.ca podcast. Energeticcity.ca is your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To help keep us independent and to support this podcast, go to energeticcity.ca slash join.